Good morning, church. Great to have everybody here. Um, we have uh, the outline coming around, but um, hopefully you guys uh, are able to just use this as something to take home later, and uh, you guys can look back through it and uh, have some something to study on and to, to look through. Uh, that's something that uh, is important, I feel like, is, you know, we, we have a tendency to, to say, man, I heard some good things in that lesson, but then by Tuesday, I forgot what some of that was. So uh, if you have something to hold on to, then maybe you can look throughout the rest of the week and uh, think on some of these things. But, uh, you know, isn't it interesting that you really get a chance to know what people like and what they don't like when you're around them? You kind of know, you've been, you've seen people at a distance, right? I, I know people at a distance, but I don't really know them. But when you really get a chance to sit down with somebody, you start living life around them. You start to see what they value, what kind of annoys them, what bothers them, that kind of stuff. Well, you think about Jesus and uh I want you guys to see one of the things that I find interesting about Thanksgiving. In Luke chapter 17, if you guys want to look in your Bibles there, in Luke chapter 17, there's a situation where there are 10 lepers. And leprosy is, thankfully, is uh, we don't really have a problem with that here in America, but there are places in the world that still have lepers and leper colonies where your skin basically, um, I don't know how, there's different kinds of leprosy, but there's sores and uh, some of them, it's almost like your skin is rotting off its body. I mean, you're just, that's why when you guys have seen um, Braveheart and some of those, their the nose falls off, the ears can fall off, you know, your your skin, it and the, the part also is it was contagious. So it was very contagious. And, and so people would uh, have to live separate from everybody else. In Luke chapter 17, there were 10 lepers that stood at a distance pleading with Jesus, crying out to Jesus, saying, Master, have mercy on us. Jesus told them, Go and show yourselves to the priests, which was according to the law of Moses. They were supposed to go to the priest. The priest would check them out and say, yes, you're clean. And now you can return back to your families and things like that. So Jesus said, go and show yourself to the priest. And on their way, they were healed. One of them, he saw that he was healed and he turned back, glorifying God with a loud voice. And he fell on his face at the feet of Jesus, giving thanks to him. Now, after this man falls on his feet to the feet of Jesus and he's giving thanks, he fell on his face, right? Bowing down to Jesus. It's really a, a, the word would be proskuneo. He bowed down like a type of worship. Jesus asked the man, weren't ten healed? So he's talking to the guy. He said, weren't there 10 of you that were healed? Where are the other nine? Is there no one else 
Is there no one else to return to give glory to God? I think that that's an interesting understanding about our Lord Jesus. Do you imagine Jesus as extremely generous, just compassionate and kind and ready to help everybody? And yet, does he pay attention if Thanksgiving is being offered? He pays attention to whether somebody is giving thanks. I think that that's, you know, as I think about that, I'm like, yes, God is extremely generous. We have plenty of food to eat. We have good health. We have clothes to wear, families that love us. We have all of these blessings. And does God get the glory for that? So as was read this morning, our focus is on giving thanks. That is really the, the focus of what we're trying to look at. I know that Thanksgiving is on Thursday. And I find it, I find it a great thing to say, let's give thanks. Yes, I know that we're supposed to give thanks all the time. But to think about a country that they have a specific day that says, let's thank, let's give thanks specifically this day. As Christians, we're supposed to give thanks all the time. But I, when I was in Cameroon, Africa, I remember that uh, when, when we told them that we, you know, kind of the traditions of, of Thanksgiving, they thought, man, that is a great day. You know, they're like, that, that's, that's pretty cool that you have a whole day to just say, let's give thanks. So let's look at, as Christians, number one, we are commanded to give thanks. And here are just a couple of the verses. One of them uh, was just read by our brother in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 19 through 20. But it says, always giving thanks for all things. That is written in a way that it's a command. That's not a suggestion. If you are a Christian, if you are a follower of Jesus Christ, we are commanded to give thanks. Always, for all things. Colossians 3.17, whatever you do, in what you say and what you do, in word or deed, do all of it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks through Him to God. That's why that verse right there is one of the reasons that uh, when we say our prayers, we'll say, in Jesus' name, amen, because it says, whatever you do, do it in the name of Jesus, right? You're doing it in the name of Jesus. So there's the commands, and there's more, but that's just a few of the commands that I wanted you guys to see that we are commanded. Well, if giving thanks is a command, then if we are unthankful, then it's sinful. You know, sometimes we think of, uh, people will say, oh, there's bad sins, you know, these people are are worse than me, you know, I, I, I'm not a murderer, I'm not an adulterer, I'm not, you know, we have these, what we kind of classify as big sins, but there's two ways of sinning, there's some things that God tells us, don't do that, like, don't lie, and then I lie, that's one way of sinning, the other way of sinning is, he tells us what to do, like, give thanks, and when I'm not being thankful, then what is that? That's a sin. 
You're saying, well, I'm not doing anything. Exactly. You're supposed to be doing something. See, there's, that, that's, there's two ways of sinning. And this is one of the things of, of, of being unthankful. If you want to flip in your Bibles, you can, but I also put it up here just to give you the, the, the essence of it, that in Romans chapter 1, the Bible says, God says that everybody can know that He exists because of the creation. When we look at the creation, we can know that there is a Creator. Romans chapter 1, verses 18 through 20. And because of that, in verse 21... It says, even though they knew God, they knew that there was a God, they knew that there, there was this, this being, this being God, this, this creator, even though they knew him to exist, it says they did not honor him or give him thanks. And it says because of that, they will, ex they will exchange the truth for a lie. And they're going to start worshiping the creation instead of the creator. They, they give more attention to the mountains and to the sun than they give to the one who created the mountains and who created the sun. You see, that's, they're not honoring the creator. They're honoring the creation. That is what he says they're not doing. In 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 2, in the last days, which is what we're living in, in the last days, he says, difficult times will come. Men will be lovers of self. This morning we talked about that, that, that it's all about me. They're lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, revilers, talking bad about others, disobedient to parents. And what's in this list? Ungrateful, unholy, unloving, irreconcilable, malicious gossips, without self-control, brutal, haters of good, treacherous, reckless. I went ahead and stopped the list right there, but you get the idea. There's more sins than that. But what's, what's right smack dab in the middle of all of that? Ungrateful. People who are ungrateful. This is something that we have to be very cautious of in our society. So what I thought we would do is look over a couple of, what are some signs? What are some ways that I can uh, recognize whether I am unthankful or not? One of them could be pride. Pride is one of those situations that, that we all struggle with. It's it's. There's three major sins. All sins fall under these three categories. Lust of the eye, lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. You see, pride is one of those situations where somebody does something for you, gives you something, and you just are like, that's what they're supposed to do, is do that for me. And we don't even thank them. We've shown them no appreciation. There's no gratitude in our heart. It's just like, that's what they were supposed to do. You know, and that's, 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 a, that's a sign that you're unthankful. Doesn't matter if you're a boss or not. If somebody is helping or serving you, you should have thanksgiving. You should show gratitude. That's something that, that is important, that it is a sign of, of my pride. I remember 
there was a guy that was a new Christian, and uh, he said that he was trying to, you know, do the things that God was telling him, and uh, his family was at the, the table, and his wife gave him some food, and he told her, thank you, and all the kids just kind of like looked like, whoa, that was different. They had not heard their dad tell their mom, thank you for serving him food. And when they saw that, they, they, were, they were shocked that that was something new, something different. Pride is where we just expect it. Like, that's just what you're supposed to do. God, you're just supposed to serve me. You're supposed to do all these things for me because I'm me. You see, that's the challenge of, of pride. Another thing that we can fall victim to is jealousy. Um, I put it in your notes here. Jealousy and envy tend to, to overlap. But jealousy is really that desire to obtain or retain that which is righteously yours. So there can be a righteous jealousy. God is jealous. But the problem is when we... Uh, want to do it in a way that is not right. Your spouse's romantic affection, like if, if uh, I, I am jealous for my wife, right? But it's not to the point where if she's talking to another guy, I'm feeling threatened. You know, that's not like, how dare you? That's not, that's not the type of relationship. But am I jealous? Like, do I want our relationship to be exclusive? That sh- I'm not sharing her with anybody else. I'm jealous for that. That's how God is. God is jealous to have a relationship with you. He doesn't want to share you with other gods. He's jealous for you. He doesn't want to share. So there is a righteous jealousy, but then this type of jealousy is where I'm not content or comfortable with what I have, and so I'm jealous of of losing. I'm not thankful for it. Envy is kind of that general desiring of what somebody else has. They get it. Like uh, desiring a nice car that your neighbor got. But envy can get into the point of you resent them that they got it and you didn't. How come they got it and I didn't get it? So it starts to create a bad feeling like, yes, I want that car and they got it. So that's one thing. That's, I could be envious, but the other part of it is where I think badly of them. Like they don't deserve it. Why should they get it and I don't? They do this, they do that, they don't. See, that's where envy comes in into play. And so if we're envious, Paul says it in uh, Philippians chapter 3, He says, I've learned to be content in all situations, whether I have a little bit or I have a lot. So if we're not content, which is a sign, we're lack of contentment. I think all of you in here have enough food to eat, I hope. We have a food bank, if not. But there is no reason not to have enough food. I think all of us have enough clothes to wear so are we jealous envious not content with what I have and I'm always striving for something else and because 
I don't have that. I'm not thankful for what I do have. You see, instead of looking at what I do have, I'm focusing on what I don't have. And I'm never satisfied. And I'm not giving thanks for what I do have because I'm so, I'm missing out, God. Look at all of this that, I'm, that, that I don't get to have. So I'm ungrateful. So I have a lack of contentment. Coveting, again, falls into that where I strongly desire only if I could get that, then I would be happy. You see, I start to, that's what my mind is always thinking on. I start to covet it. I, I want it so bad. And because of that, it creates this lack of joy. You know, look at how sad my life is. I don't get to go on vacation. I don't have good health. I don't have a, a, a spouse or somebody to be married to. I don't have a house like that. I don't have. And so I'm constantly looking what I don't have and my life is unhappy. And there is study after study after study that are talking about this is what's going on with some of the social media. That I'm looking online. Divine was sharing this story the other day. She goes, um, you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. You saw this family and they're all smiles and they're at the lake with the boat and everybody's like, ah, oh. I'm sitting here on Facebook and thinking, oh, my life is just terrible. Look at them. They're out on the lake at the boat. They're all with their family. What a wonderful time it is. And the person who wrote it is like, do you know what happened just before that? We were all tired and grumpy and we got out there and we were fighting and arguing and it was ugly and it was nasty. And we're like, you know what, before we get out on the lake, let's take a picture. So they all gather up and they put a smile on, snap, and then that gets posted on Facebook and everybody sees that. But they didn't see all the arguing and all the ugliness and all the bitterness that was going on. But as I appear to look at that, I'm thinking, my life is missing out. We are living in this society where we have this lack of joy and it leads to, not saying all depressions, but a lot of them. A lot of depression is when I'm focusing on all the things that are bad in my life. I'm not denying that there's horrible abuses and neglects and things that have happened in people's lives. I'm not denying that. But you still have a choice of what you focus on. And so I can, be, I can be so focused on what hasn't happened or all the bad things in my life and not focus on all the good things that have, that have happened in my life, which are some of the signs that I can be looking at. So the title of this lesson was Think, Think. I was trying to, 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 to just look at some different things and I was like, where does that word thankfulness even come from? And ultimately, it, it comes from a similar wording in, in uh, German, I think some German backgrounds on danke, thank you, is, is sort of a, a think, like think, think. It, it's very similar wording, think, think. It, uh, you're thinking of what has been given to me. I'm consciously 
thinking on the blessings. So when I stop looking at what I don't have and I start consciously looking at what I do have, then it creates this attitude of gratitude, right? If you guys were here last Sunday, uh, Ezekiel uh, was talking on thankfulness and he said, when was the last time we were thankful for a pillow? Right? Just things that we take for granted. When I, again, when I was in Africa, I remember seeing these ladies and, and, and men that were in their 60s and 70s. They were wanting a gospel meeting, a preaching, and they stayed all week. And there was no hotel. They didn't have people's houses that they could stay at. They stayed at the church building. The church building did not have even this carpet of floor. It was straight concrete. And they were sleeping on the concrete. They did not have air conditioner. And I bet you it was 95 plus degrees with 95% humidity. And they were there. And you know what? They were thankful that they were able to attend that gospel meeting. You see, what would we say? I can't believe there's no air conditioning. I can't believe I'm sleeping on a concrete floor. How terrible is this? But are we focusing on the blessings that we do have? Did all of you guys walk in here? Are we grateful that our legs work? Are all of you able to see this? Are we grateful our eyes work? Are any of you guys on a breathing machine right now? Do you have a feeding tube in you right now? Are we thankful for the smallest of blessings? You see, this is, this is thinking. We have to think on all that I have. And in America, it's just so easy to think of what I don't have versus what you do have. Next, not just thinking on what I have been given, but now I've got to consciously think of ways to show that. You see, I have to consciously think of, you know, all these people, this person did that, this person helped me with this, this person helped me move, this person gave me some clothes, this person gave me a gift certificate, this person took me out for lunch, this person prayed with me, this person gave me a word of encouragement, this person, you know, when I start to really break that down, I'm like, oh, there's a lot. There's a lot that people have done. And I have to think of ways to show my appreciation. That takes time. It takes mental energy because otherwise I just can fall into the trap of that's just what you're supposed to do. You're just supposed to help me. We fall into that, that trap where we have to consciously think of ways to show appreciation. And I've gotten cards from, from several of you in here and it means so much to me. You know, I'm like, when, when, when you just try to, you're not doing it for the the praise. You're not doing it to receive recognition. But when it happens, you're like, that was nice of them. That was very thoughtful. That was thoughtful. Thank you for doing that. Right? They took time to consciously think of ways to honor or to praise. That's what we see happening with the guy who came back. Remember? Said when he saw 
that he was healed. He recognized it. Then he took action. He turned back to go back to Jesus. And on his way there, he was glorifying God. Thank you, God. Thank you for loving me. Thank you, God, for blessing me. Thank you for, for making me well. He was just praising with a loud voice, using his voice. That's one of the ways. And then he fell on his face at the feet of Jesus, giving thanks to him. Do you see that? It started with him recognizing he saw that he was blind or healed. So you recognize it, you see it, you think about it, then you take actions to honor that person or to exalt that person, to glorify, bring attention ultimately to God. That's what the, that's what the former leper did. Who would he give thanks to first? It's God. So yes, that person blessed you by helping you, serving you, helping you move, whatever it was. Guess who gets to thank first and foremost? That's God. Thank you for touching them to help me. Thank you for their service. Thank you, God, for touching them. Bless them, right? And then I would tell the people. You can also tell others all the good that God has done in your life. Do you guys remember Legion? Remember the, the guy that was possessed by demons? And it says that once he was healed, he was begging Jesus, Jesus, let me, let me come with you. And Jesus said, no. He said, what I want you to do is I want you to go back to your people and I want you to tell them all the good that God has done for you. You see, that's, that's giving of thanks. He's like, Jesus, tell me what you, I want to go with you, Jesus. And Jesus said, nope, I don't want you to come with me. I want you to go back to your people and tell them all the good that I've done for you. That's a way of showing appreciation. So when you guys are at work, when you, we're with our families, when we're out and about, do we say, God blessed me with this or that, or God did this or he did that? You see, just by giving him the thanks. How was your weekend? Oh, I had a great weekend. I was able to um, enjoy the time with my family. Man, God is so good to me. Uh, I'm so thankful my family was able to come in for the weekend and we were healthy. Uh, man, I, I thank God for that. Are you preaching? Are, are you telling them that they're living a wrong way? Or what are you doing? You're just telling them what good God has done in your life. Giving glory to God. That's a way of showing thanks. And then we see using your words. Use your words to thank God. One of the things that I didn't put all the verses down on here, but if I'm not mistaken, you guys can check me. If I'm not mistaken, every time we see Jesus before he eats, he thanks God for the food. Guys, for those of you that were here this morning for Bible class, food is a necessity. You will die without it. And if we are receiving food to eat and we neglect to thank God for that food, God, you're just supposed to give, give me food. That's just the way it is. 
So it's not a checklist, guys, like, oh, I got to pray before I eat so I can go to heaven. No. It's about thankfulness. It's that every time I have food, I know that food keeps me alive. And I hope that I'm grateful for the food that I have. So before I eat, give thanks. Give thanks. Give thanks for God. I think that's what was read in Psalm. Give thanks to the Lord. Why? Because God is good. Just that he's good. Thank you that you're God. Thank you that you're good. For his goodness, for his forgiveness, live a life of gratitude. How can I live a life of gratitude? Being thankful, telling people of, of all that God has done, being content, having joy for how richly blessed I am. If you guys have indoor plumbing, you guys have an indoor toilet, you're richer than what? 65, 70% of the people in the world. Live a life of gratitude. Be humbled that all that we have. Give your worship to God. As was read in Ephesians chapter 5, it says that we are to speak to one another and sing songs and make melody with thanksgiving. You see, the songs that we sing, that's a way of giving thanks. What about our prayers? What are we constantly saying, hopefully through our prayers? Thank you. What about in wanting to learn? I want to learn about Jesus. Does Jesus care whether I give thanks or not? Does Jesus care? Is that something uh, that I can learn about him? Well, he said, weren't there 10 of you guys that were healed? Where are the other nine? Does Jesus care whether we give thanks? Is that part of his will you see giving you see when i give of the money am i giving because i'm like i have to like check it off the list like i gotta give to so i can go to heaven or do i think about all the blessings that have been given to me and god is saying now i want you to give back and i'm so thankful to god that i am giving thanks giving you see and what about remembering? Do I take just time to think, actually write down? People that, that struggle with depression and things like that, I've actually given that assignment to them. I'm like, I want you to write down all the blessings in your life, like things that you have that are good. Do you, is your mom still alive? Then write that down. You're thankful that my mom is still alive. Are you thankful that you're breathing without a machine right now? Then write that down. Are you grateful that your eyes work, that you can see and you're not blind? Then write that down. You see, you, you, you can fill up a list of things. And many times that list is full of physical things. We're not even including the forgiveness of sins, that God is hearing my prayers, that I have fellowship with brothers and sisters in Christ, that I have been given promises of, of, of an eternal glory, that I have on and on and on it goes. The more that we focus on what we have and what God has done for us, the more joy, the more gratitude, the more appreciation that hopefully we will have 
just in our own lives, but the way that we live towards others and hopefully the way that we honor and glorify our God who has given all of those things. Amen? I hope that this has been something that is challenging you as we think about giving thanks always. Give thanks always. This lesson is, is something that uh, I don't always preach on every, every time uh, uh, something like this comes up, like a holiday, but I, Thanksgiving is, is something we can take for granted so, so easily. And so I'm grateful for this opportunity. And, and uh, if, if you know that um, this is something you've really been struggling with and you feel like you need to repent, then I pray that you'll do that today to say, you know what, I need to repent of this sin in my life. I need to be a grateful person. I need to have an attitude of gratitude. That's, uh, that, that's something that Jesus pays attention to. And if that's something that needs to change, I pray that you'll do that today because he is more than ready to say you're one of the other nine that wanted to come back. He will accept that, that thanksgiving. You can be a part of that. If you're not a Christian and you haven't uh, given your life to him, then uh, pray that if you know what to do, you know that you need to be made right, that you'll be willing to say, God, you've given us your son and I'm ready to turn away from my old way of life and give you all that I am. You're ready to repent and be baptized for the forgiveness of your sins. You can do that today. We're going to sing a song, and if you need to come forward, we're going to have this opportunity as we sing right now. If it's convenient, would you please stand and sing?